on 91.3, always on the cutting edge. Yeah, the cutting edge is exactly uh, where we are. And um, some of this person says, Africa is amazing, touch wood. We transition calmly in and out of lockdown. Keep our genre provocateur out. Um, this person says, Salam Gulam at uh, five o'clock. Gulam is in bed already. Yes, Gulam is fast asleep. Uh, he gets up very early to do the breakfast show. But I'm sure Gulam will appreciate you messaging him at five o'clock, which is his bedtime. On to other matters, the United States has drafted a peace plan calling for the current Afghan government to be replaced with an interim administration until a new constitution is agreed to and elections held. But Afghan President Ashraf Ghani has refused to step aside for a transitional government. When in power, people want to stay in power. Meanwhile, Russia is set to host the talks on March the 18th, which says the Taliban should be included in any interim administration. Okay, let's try and make sense of this. We now chant a former representative of Afghanistan and South Africa, Ubaidullah Safi. Ubaidullah, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm sure you are um, quite used to hearing plans like this. There have been many plans for peace in Afghanistan, and I'm sure I don't have to tell you that not all of them have worked. Uh, thanks, Brother Shafiq, for uh, having me. Yes, as you rightfully mentioned, you, uh, that the uh, United States has presented um, a plan uh, which is a uh, United Nations-led international conference with regional uh, participation in Turkey, uh, most probably uh, early April. Uh, that is their roadmap. Uh, yes, um, uh, President Ashraf Ghani, as usual, um, has rejected uh, such a plan. And uh, also Taliban has uh, um, indicated their skepticism uh, because this power-sharing uh, government or transitional governments in the past uh, didn't uh, produce good results. Uh, most probably for that reason, um, they have uh, mentioned there or they have stated uh, their skepticism. Uh, nevertheless, uh, there has to be uh, some kind of solution. Uh, there has to be an outcome of all the negotiations that is going on in, in, in Qatar. And um, it's going to move into Turkey. Um, I don't know whether it will continue in Turkey or um, it's just a strategic move uh, uh, by the administration uh, to to move to Turkey. Uh, so uh, it needs some kind of mediation. Um, and I think one of the difficulties that uh, or the problem that created uh, this uh, peace plan that... Um, United States uh, didn't um, actually consult it uh, with uh, with both sides, and they, in a hurry, they presented that uh, peace plan. 
uh, that is why there are uh, some uh, concern on both sides. Uh, but we hope uh, and, and trust that uh, Afghans will uh, reach some sort of agreement um, in order to uh, actually come to end of this 40 or 42 years of war in Afghanistan. Inshallah. I mean, of course, I think everybody is definitely um, desperately hoping that there can be some uh, 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 peace in uh, um, Afghanistan, something lasting, something sustainable that uh, can can see the country finally um, exiting so many decades of of darkness. Um, Russia, um, as you say, is setting is, is going to be hosting the talks. Can Russia prove to be a different broker than the United States? The United States has got so many vested interests. Russia used to have vested interests. How do you see Russia being, as being a player? I think um, all regional powers um, have a vested interest uh, in Afghanistan, and that includes Russia as well. Uh, so Russia is also trying to um, look after its own interests. And uh, also they have uh, hosted um, some similar talks um, in the past as well. Uh, they have uh, got uh, quite a bit of uh, leverage in that one, and they can, uh, I think, uh, play an important role uh, to, to have this summit um, in uh, Continue what is going. It's the continuation of, of the, the talks that is going in uh, Doha, Qatar. And so I don't think uh, that will be a something anything separate. But it's just a continuation of. I think that's a continuation of of the talk that is in Doha uh, currently going on. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that uh, um, U.S. President Donald Trump was quite keen on striking some kind of a deal in terms of Afghanistan. And President Joe Biden and American uh, politics talk is cheap, but uh, um, America seems to be quite keen to finally disentangle itself from Afghanistan, which has been one of the longest occupations and wars in the country's history. Um, exactly. Um, that, is, that is true. And this roadmap which they have presented, um, I think it means that the Biden administration is uh, committed to U.S. and Taliban deal, um, and uh, in the other way, uh, he wants to demonstrate that uh, the U.S. committed to uh, multilateralism, uh, unlike uh, Donald, uh, Donald Trump. Um, and also, the, 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 a very surprising thing, uh, uh, development was uh, U.S. Uh, Foreign Secretary or Foreign Minister Anthony Blinken, uh, later uh, to um, President Ghani, well, the tone of it was quite harsh. Um, and that shows that the U.S. Uh, very keen to to um, move out of Afghanistan. They have lost uh, their their credibility. They have lost their image, but they are looking for for a way. Um, to, to, you know, uh, exit in a kind of dignified way for them. Um, but uh, 
some analysts are skeptical about the approach they have taken. It's uh, for not for a long-term peace that is going to bring uh, that, that will bring to Afghanistan, and also the the the, the mere fact that. Uh, uh, Turkey is now part of, uh, I mean, U.S. has chosen and asked Turkey to host this um, um, uh, meeting in, in, in Turkey. That is also quite interesting because uh, um, from one side, um, Biden wants to um, mend that relationship with Turkey, which deteriorated uh, in, um, in the time of uh, previous president, uh, Donald Trump. And also, Turkey is part of uh, NATO uh, contributing uh, troops, mm. and that can monitor ceasefire on the ground if there's uh, any ceasefire. Um, and also, Turkey has a very strong ties and has formed a strategic alliance with Pakistan. And uh, Pakistan can exert uh, pressure on Taliban. Turkey also has provided asylum. Uh, to many Afghan activists, um, and, and uh, it has got uh, quite good track record in the mediation, uh, like uh, Qatar. Um, but uh, yet we don't know whether it will achieve much um, or not, um, because there is a need for mediation, and Turkey has not been asked to mediate um, in, in this um, conflict. One interest- so yes, it, yes, yeah. Now, this, I'm just going to ask you the question that is um, kind of burning in in my head is the sudden um, respectability, political respectability of the Taliban. Um, all of a sudden, they were um, given opportunities to come to Doha to start to talk about a settlement. What do you make of that? And the second question is, does the Taliban enjoy grassroots support inside Afghanistan right now? Is this what's making them a player, a, a significant player? Um, the the context between Taliban and U.S. Uh, uh, was started a few years ago, but uh, of course it was uh, secret uh, behind closed doors. Um, so it's not something new that they didn't uh, actually... Um, approach or uh, try to negotiate with Taliban suddenly uh, that that few years back that they have because uh, U.S. has realized that they they cannot win the war Um, and in order to um, move out of Afghanistan there has to be a negotiated settlement and the Taliban are the only force um, in Afghanistan there are many other opposition uh, groups uh, but they are not well organized the way Taliban are uh, well organized. As far as the their support on the ground is concerned, uh, that only time will tell um, if there is any, hopefully, um, a free and fair election in the future to see um, whether they have grassroots support or not. But the, the, the fact of the matter is right now they are um, controlling more than half of the country. Um, and in those areas where Taliban are ruling, um, there is quite peace. Um, uh, and, and, and uh, of course, there is no development programs and stuff like that. But um, 
what we hear um, and, and, and uh, people of those areas talk. Uh, I mean, there is no problem and it's quite, uh, you know, peaceful, those areas. But uh, their support and the grassroots, that's only... Uh, can be determined by ballot papers uh, who have support and who uh, doesn't have support. Yeah, so trying to understand the whole Taliban factor, because as you so correctly say, they, they are a major player. They control um, large sections of the country. Has the Taliban itself changed in terms of its uh, politics? I mean, I don't think the Taliban has always ever really been understood in any case. But has its politics changed? Does, is it more um, uh, sort of indulging in more real politic? Or is it, I mean, where does it stand? Um, if one look at uh, the way um, they negotiated for 18 months with the uh, United States, um, and if one look at the uh, maneuvering, political maneuvering in the region, um, for example, they have about seven or eight offices in the region uh, that include um, Pakistan, uh, China, Russia, um, Iran, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and some other regional uh, countries. Um, so one can see that um, regionally they are recognized um, as a legitimate opposition force to Afghan government. Um, and the way those countries are dealing with them, uh, they have uh, some kind of uh, at least confidence and the ability uh, to, to, to re- rule the country or at least to be part of, of, of uh, some ruling coalition. Um, yes, Taliban has changed uh, to my um, understanding not the way Taliban used to be that time, because uh, at that time, uh, they were, the time they, they were in power from 1996 to 2001, there are certain policies they, they actually implemented, uh, which gave them a very bad name. And from some of the, the, the members that I have uh, um, had the opportunity to speak to, they have changed um, from those things. But there's one uh, difficulty um, in a conflict like that, which is uh, rooted in religion. Um, and as you know, in, in, in Islam, we got a different uh, school of thought. Um, it is just one concern many Afghans have about, about, um, about the approach is that based on one particular school of thought, mm, mm. Uh, that that can make uh, make it difficult, um, because besides in, in uh, four school of thought in the Sunni Islam, there are Jafari Malthab as well, and there are um, um, uh, Shia community in Afghanistan. Other communities are very small. So that is, that is one concern some of analysts are having. Um, but hopefully um, that... Uh, they will, uh, you know, uh, come to some agreement. And they have, I mean, in the past, uh, with Afghan delegation, that Afghan government delegation went, and in the beginning they were insisting everything must be based on Hanafi fiqh. But I think they have uh, uh, left that position now. Um, so that is that is one uh, difficulty some analysts, um, uh, you know, are concerned about it. Other than that, yes, they have changed. Um, their politics 
has, has changed and, and, and they have become more uh, uh, professional politicians. And hopefully it, that will, uh, you know, remain uh, the way they are stating there. We hear from their spokespersons and, and some others. Uh, inshallah, we are hoping for the best. Indeed. So a, a listener has just uh, popped up on the WhatsApp here and... Um yeah, talking about the Hazaris, the Shias regarded as a lower class. But the question they've got is, what about the Haqqani network? I've heard about them. Um, are they just one of the many groups? Whose network? Haqqani. No, uh, in the past, look, um, as far as I remember, in the past, our Hazara community, which is our Shia community that are, that are Afghans, they were oppressed in the time um, that is in the 70s, 60s. Um, but uh, right now, no, um, they, are, they are not oppressed. They are part of the even prison government. The second vice president is from the Shia community, um, the, one of their leaders. Um, and the other uh, um, leader of, of the Shia community is a. Uh, um, advisor to, to, to President Ghani. Um, they have got um, in, in uh, every um, aspect of life uh, the Shia population or Shia community is presented whether it is economics, whether it is uh, business, uh, politics. Um, so they are part and parcel of that, uh, that, that society. And I don't think they can be reduced or oppressed um, the way they were in the past. Um, they are equal Afghan like any other Afghan. There is no, um, you know, uh, lower class or upper class in it. I don't think so. Yeah, and, I, and I'm be, I've been told that the Haqqani group um, is a breakaway Taliban group um, in, um, in Afghanistan. Um, there are some rumors, yes, uh, um, that uh, within Taliban, there is their political um, uh, leadership and then they got their military leadership. Now, the political leadership is more uh, it, based in, in, in Qatar, where their military leadership, um, some of the military leaders are inside Afghanistan and some could be in Kuwait and Pakistan. Um, there are some rumors, there are uh, certain uh, splinter groups um, in, inside Afghanistan that are not actually um, adhering to the instructions um, of, of the uh, Taliban leadership. Um, but uh, inside Afghanistan, um, it's not felt much. Um, people look at the Taliban as Taliban, and uh, they, are, they look at them, uh, to them as a united group. Um, and if there is a small splinter group, I don't think they will have much, um, you know, clout or, or, or power in any region. Um, the only people that uh, are creating a kind of headache in certain areas are the, uh, some groups of ISIS or Daesh. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is. Yeah. Uh, a final question. Um, how confident are you? that Afghanistan can move forward with the interest by the United States, in particular Russia being a role player, and also Turkey as well. I mean, Russia and Turkey have got their own allies, which are very, very different to those of the U.S. Um, 
Is there any measure of confidence that Afghanistan can move forward? Well, Shafiq, it's a very difficult question um, to, to, to answer um, because things have moved, um, you know, um, rapidly. Um, and uh, it's not easy, um, in, in, you know, to, to guess uh, or to calculate um, a, a certain end for this conflict that is going on for more than four decades. We only hope and pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that there is a kind of ceasefire because the Afghan population, the entire population, uh, is actually thirsty and they are, they are, they are praying daily uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that some kind of peace uh, prevail in Afghanistan. Uh, I am hopeful. Uh, as a Muslim, we, never, uh, we, we must never lose hope, inshallah. Um, that uh, the Afghans uh, will uh, manage um, to to uh, reach to some kind of agreement uh, and bring peace to Afghanistan, inshallah. Um, um, I'm into that. I think everybody... And, only, yeah. and, and, and we also hope it depends on the, on the regional players, and especially on the United States of America, uh, that uh, if they work on a, in, on a deadlines... Um, that is going to a little to make uh, you know some problems, but if they work for a for a sustainable and uh, lasting peace, inshallah that can be achieved. That can be achieved, inshallah. I'm into that. Obaidullah Safi, a former Afghan representative to South Africa. Thank you, Shukran, for joining us. Shukran to you, Brian Shafiq, for having me.